Welcome to A Brodacious Life. This is a show dedicated to the idea that all people from any background can design a life worth living. It all starts by organizing your life with the five F's. Faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun. We call this A Brodacious Life. Are you ready to design your best life? Your brodacious life? If so, then this is the show for you. What's going on, squad? It's another wonderful day. Of course, my name is Jonathan. I've got the wonderful Dr. J here with us today. What's going on, man? What's the word What's on the up? street? Look, man, things in the street are going good. I have sold my house and I'm moving. I was about to say move out of the suburbs. That's not true. I'm moving about <laughs> 15 miles south. But check this out, man. So I sold this house that we live in because we had a lot of equity and the housing market starting to tip. So I knew I wanted to get out now. So we sold out, taking my cash, and then buying a house that is a berm house. Do you know what a berm house is? What's a berm house? It's also like some people call it an earth berm house or whatever. So this house that I'm fixing to move into, it is – you were talking about minimalism on one of the previous episodes. But this house is actually built into the side of a hill. So, like, look at it from the backside. All you see, it looks like there's ground and then a roof right up above the ground. And then if you walk around the other side, it's, you know, the hill dies down and you can walk in the front door. But the house is buried on three sides of it with a wood heating stove in the center. So it is, like, crazy fuel efficient. Like, right now, outside temperatures this afternoon here were around uh, 87 degrees. It's in October when we're recording this. And the inside of my house never left 69. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So pretty, pretty exciting. And I've lived in a subdivision for a long time. So you'll appreciate this. I have a whole two acres. Yeah. Moving to the big properties. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. Next thing I'm going to talk you in is chickens. Let's Look, do a this. A little step at a time. I don't know about chickens. <laughs> oh, man. I, I bet your daughter Cadence would be all over some chickens. She would she would love some chickens. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. There, but uh, we got a baby on the way, so let's let's take it easy. Let's take One it down a notch. Time, heard man. that. Heard that. All right. So, what do you got for us today, man? Look, I want to talk about the top three lessons that all of us can learn from Chick Fil A. So, here's the thing. Uh, for those of you that don't know about Chick Fil A, it's an Atlanta-based quick service restaurant chain that has recorded revenue. In, uh, or excuse me, it has recorded revenue in 2021 amounting to 5.8 billion U.S. dollars worldwide. That's a billion from the previous year. What's interesting is that the restaurant chain's revenue reflected a year-over-year growth over the past five years. And I want you to think about what has gone on, pandemic-wise, and years. And here's something that's interesting why I think this is worth talking about. Did you know that Chick-fil-A makes more per restaurant than McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined, and it's closed on Sunday? Crush so it. I think, you know, like, <laughs> let's talk about the secret sauce of Chick-fil-A, how we can apply this sauce to our own life, maybe how we can apply it to business. And I think that those top three lessons are worth talking about. What about you? So there's a lot to unpack there. Obviously, Chick-fil-A does so many things insanely well. You know, it it's not – we're just going to be kind of scratching the surface here, I think. I don't know if we're going to be able to dig down. You know, We should also mention that like 
we're these are just our thoughts today of just two dudes who are frequent admirers of Chick-fil-A. I seriously, I really do eat Chick-fil-A probably at least two times a week, uh, normally for breakfast. That's it. <laughs> uh, it used to be a lot more. Uh, I used to work across the street from a, a Chick-fil-A when I worked in downtown. So I'm, my, my bank account's very thankful that I'm not now I'm kind of separated out, but you know, kind of take what we say with a grain of salt, you know, then again, you know, perhaps our thoughts as two customers of Chick-fil-A are, are exactly what makes these points important. You know, I think that's kind of something to take into perspective there as well. I think there's a lot to unpack here. So let's go through and discuss some key takeaways from the Chick-fil-A business model that we can both apply to our businesses and our family life. And I'll kick it off. Here's idea number one. Chick-fil-A knows what it sells and it isn't chicken. Yes. And so the idea is know your product. And here's the interesting thing. So I once asked a corporate executive here in Atlanta how they are able to charge such a high price for the chicken sandwiches. And to my surprise, they informed me that chicken is not even the product they sell. And I looked at them like, are you smoking something? What are you talking about? It's Chick-fil-A. That's all you sell. You don't have hamburgers. You don't have hot dogs. You sell one thing and it's chicken. But what he said was, well, was, was interesting. He looked at me square in the eye and he smiled and he says, oh, you don't, you don't get it. See, we sell customer service and that's why we have so many employees on the clock. We have people who personally walk that chicken to your car. They greet you in the drive-thru. We have folks that will even walk it out to you in the car line. And don't forget our slogan, because when you say thank you, we say, do you know? It was my pleasure. That's right. It was my pleasure. I hear it every other day, man. It's my pleasure. You know, that's it. He said, when you come to Chick-fil-A, you're not paying for chicken. You're paying for an experience based on customer service. So the high quality chicken you receive is just a bonus gift. It's just a reflection of the product. We sell customer service and a part of that customer service is high quality chicken. So as it relates to business, I would say people need to think about, do you know exactly what you are selling? Is it a product or is it an experience? Are you selling something that's premium or economy? And I bet that this could apply to family and personal life. What what do you think? So I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, when we talk about knowing your product, it's also about knowing yourself and what you have to offer. You know, are you able to, you know, what are you really about? You know, quite often we, we have this mentality of we got to fit in with others and we try to adapt ourselves to what's going on around us. And that's honestly quite the opposite of what you need to do because you're not being authentic. And that's the problem with most of these chains that are out there is they're not authentic. What I like about Chick-fil-A is that they are authentic to who they are. They don't mend. They do not break. No, they're not going to open up on uh, on um, on Sunday, even if it's your daughter's birthday and you've got eight grand in hand. They do not open on Sundays and they stick true to who they are. That's the brand. That's what they represent. And you've got to be the exact same way, whether it's in your personal business or in your personal life. You need to be authentic to who you are, what your values are, and what's important to you. Yeah, I I think that's huge. Let me let's go with idea number two. And here we go. Chick-fil-A has clear values and they aren't willing to compromise them. People aren't just buying Chick-fil-A. I would argue that they are buying those values. And so idea number two is know your values. You alluded to this a second ago. And we kind of talked about this, and that's that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. 
Truett Cathy was a devout Christian, an unapologetic Christian, especially uh, in his day and still today where Christian values. A lot of people say religion doesn't have a place in the workplace, but Truett Cathy was unashamed of his views. And Christian values are a huge part of the Chick-fil-A brand. Uh, They are publicly vocal about these values. In fact, there's probably people listening today that don't eat at Chick-fil-A because of the fact that they are so vocal about their values. But Chick-fil-A doesn't care. Uh, In the newer restaurants, like in my town, they just built in the last few years. uh, Well, they've built three Chick-fil-A's here, but they built a Truett's. And in there, you can see that their values, Christian values, are even written on the wall. So being closed on Sunday is a very big statement about their values. Chick-fil-A is basically saying, we're willing to lose money, but these core values that we have, these Christian values of being closed on Sunday so our employees can go to church and people can be with their values, they're more important to us than money. Now, what's interesting about it is that relates to businesses. I go back to what we talked about. Chick-fil-A makes more per restaurant than McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined, and it's closed on Sundays. So in other words, they have clear values. And because they do, the public overwhelmingly respects, supports, and maybe even wants these values because people are looking for brands that stand for something. Everyone wants to be a part of something special. And Chick-fil-A is giving them a chance to eat chicken and be a part of something special. How does that apply to our personal lives? It comes again down to just being yourself and what you represent. You know, you don't always have to go out and be something that you're not. In a world full of Instagram and TikTok, it's very easy to go out and make believe something that you're really passionate about something and you believe in whatever TikTok woke whatever things kind of going on. I hate to use that W word, but whatever's kind of going on out there in that society. And what you've got to make sure is that you're being authentic to yourself. Those things are important and those things always have a place, but if they're not from an authentic place, then you're not representing yourself. Well, you're not representing that cause. Well, and I just kind of see that a lot, you know, people kind of get out there and they want to be, they want to be included in this, this, this mainstream media frenzy to to jump on this bandwagon, whether it's a TikTok trend, it's I hate to say that W word again, but one of those trends, you know, those things are good. You know, those things are great. You know, the, a lot of those movements are absolutely fantastic. It's something that I 100 percent believe in. But at the same time, if you're not being authentic to them, you're not doing yourself justice. You're not doing that movement justice. Be authentic to who you are and what's most important to you. Yeah, I think that's huge. And, you know, an idea number three, idea number three, Chick-fil-A is very selective about its employees. Uh, I read a book. It's by Deanne Turner, who's a former Chick-fil-A director of human resources. And she said in the book, and the book title is Bet on Talent, How to Create a Remarkable Culture that Wins the Hearts of Customers. Uh, That basically Chick-fil-A looks for employees who buy into the vision. She describes how one time there was a piece of trash on the floor at a Chick-fil-A. And as applicants came in one by one, they passed the trash on the floor without picking it up. But finally, there was an individual that walked in the room, saw the trash, and immediately picked it up and threw it away without having to be told or asked. And this was an employee, you know, or basically they knew that this potentially could be a future employee who cared enough about the brand that when a small problem presented itself, they solved the problem. 
even if they weren't going to get any credit and even if they didn't know anyone is watching. In fact, it's said that that story may even be about Truett Caffey himself, the founder of Chick-fil-A, because he was known for walking into any of his Chick-fil-A's and not being scared to put on an apron and get in yeah. the game. He could be, I've seen some pictures of Truett Caffey in a suit and a tie with an apron on back there in the kitchen making yeah. chicken sandwiches. Talk about somebody who had some respect from his team, you know? Yeah. I mean, the idea here is to be selective who you hire and surround yourself with. Every single individual is not just an employee, but a brand ambassador. So when you're hiring, look for individuals who share your values. Uh, and, And for the record, this doesn't just apply to business. I know this as a coach. One of the things that I do, thanks to Deanne Turner, is when we do Uh, Within the marching band, we'll do section leader or student leadership auditions, and they'll come out of the room one by one, and there's an interview. But I purposely put a piece of trash on the floor that every single one of them has to walk past, and I sit there and look to see who will see that when they come in, and they'll pick it up, not because they know anyone's watching, but because they know it's the right thing to do, and they care enough about their school, and they care enough about the organization that they want to, they want it to be clean. And I, I, that's something that Deanne Turner talked about that to this day, um, when I walk into my school as a school teacher, if I see something on the ground, I pick it up because I care enough about the school, but what, how does this apply to personal family life? So kind of a side story before I get into that is that when I was interviewing in for a couple of the country clubs, I was brought in to basically what we call stage, but work beside the executive chef there of that place. I was looking to be the executive sous chef, so just under the executive chef. And it purposely brought me up to the line, and then I was supposed to be kind of hanging out with them, kind of seeing what how dinner service works and how's the vibe for dinner. And I just started working. And you know, again, I just, I can't just sit there and watch somebody work on a line. I'm a consultant now and I will still, you know, I'll help somebody plate something when I've been visiting with a, an owner, I've been known to hop back there, run food, whatever needs to be done. Again, I, I, I could say that I, you know, I technically work for the distributor, but I always say I work for them as well. I'm an extension of them. They're part of my family. So it's very interesting to see how he did that because I know that's been done to me in kind of little different ways. And, you know, I had my own little ways that when I had cooks coming in to to work on my lines, I always had little tricks that I always did as well where I would either have them wait for me up front for a couple of minutes and I just kind of let them sit there for a second and then I'd go and greet them. And then I would almost speed walk to that next table or wherever we're going to sit. And I would speed walk. I want to know that they got some pace that they're going to keep up with me. That was kind of my little thing. But with the the idea number three, and we're talking about selecting these employees, we're also talking about selecting our inner circle and our community that's around us. What we're talking about is are the people around you, are they, are they benefiting you emotionally, spiritually, physically? You know, what benefits are they providing around you? Are they meeting the same moral compass that you are? Are y'all driving in the same direction using, you know, the same roadmap? Or do you have someone who's kind of bringing it askew? And it's really tough. I've had some friends in my past that I just, I loved hanging out with these dudes. These guys were awesome. It was lots of fun. It was always just goofing off. 
But at the same time, we didn't necessarily have the same moral compass. They wanted to go in this direction. I needed to go in this direction. And there's nothing against the people that are over here. And I wish them well. I hope they win the mega millions. I hope nothing but success and love and happiness and everything that goes on over there. But at the same time, that was not the same moral compass that I was willing to operate. And my my world now, especially now that I have left the executive chef world and now kind of entered into the distributors executive chef world is finding people around me that are in that community that are moving in the same direction that I am. Yeah, I, I think that's huge. So look, let's just recap. So here are the three things that we can all learn from Chick-fil-A. And we talked briefly today about how they apply to our business uh, and our personal lives and, and family. Number one is know your product, know who you are. Number two, know your values or know what you stand for. Number three, be selective about who you invite into your business or be selective about the community that surrounds your family. So to learn more about these ideas and the others, I, I want to suggest if you haven't read it yet, read it yet, check out Deanne Turner's book, Bet on Talent, How to Create a Remarkable Culture that Wins the Hearts of Customers. And you can find a link to that book on our resource site at abrodaciouslife.com slash resources. If you can't remember all that, just go to abrodaciouslife.com and click on resources. It's an incredible book worth reading, and there's so much more into it. But you can learn. She breaks down what Chick-fil-A looks for in people and how they have created that culture that makes it one of the most successful private businesses uh, in, in America. Well, many of our topics, you know, they're, they're brought to us, you know, by our listeners. So we would love to get to know you more, you know, so if you like, you know, make sure you hit the like, you hit the subscribe on whichever platform, whether that's YouTube, maybe that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave us a comment. Let us know which more you'd like to hear. Let us know where you're at. You know, we're just, we just love on you guys and we pray for you every single day. And uh, hop over to our website. You can uh, go over there. You can subscribe to our newsletter. You get the show notes for every single one of our podcast episodes. And of course, you'll have our, you'll get a newsletter weekly with comments from us, the show, and all kinds of fun and stuff that goes on. When you get a moment, give us a five star review on Apple Prod, uh, Podcast. That would be huge. And again, leave us a comment down below. We would love to recognize you on our show. Yeah, I think that's huge. Uh, just come be a part of it. We want you to be a big deal and uh, be a part of a brodacious life. So without further ado, man, let's get out there. Let's live brodaciously. I'm going to eat some Chick-fil-A. And while I'm eating hey, Chick-fil-A, I'm going to be pondering how to put these three super secret Chick-fil-A chicken sauce uh, things into my business and my personal life. This was a great episode. I'm so glad we got to do this today. You the man, Dr. J. Peace out. Thank you for listening to today's episode of A Brodacious Life. We hope that you will like and subscribe to this show on whatever platform that you are listening to. Sign up for our newsletter at abrodaciouslife.com and follow us on Instagram. More importantly, we hope that you spend your day with faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun and live brodaciously.